and score of the Gator game and why. Those are the games we are picking today. Uh, if all goes according to Hoyle today, we'll be talking to Charlie Cream, bracketologist for ESPN for women's college basketball. He'll kind of preview the season for us. Uh, Kelly Ray Finley, oh, she joins us today, the Florida women's basketball coach. And then we'll have UF weather forecaster Megan Borowski here to give you game day weather in College Station tomorrow. Maybe a little long-range forecast for Florida's game next week uh, as well. And Andrew Monaco, the play-by-play voice of Texas A&M, will also join us today. <clears throat> Let's see some things that are happening. Houston Astros. What a catch last night to save the game for the Astros. And how about Trey Mancini? You know, he's a guy who's 0 for 18 and wasn't playing. And they put him in at first base, and he makes a great defensive play on Schwarber and the Astros. And Verlander didn't pitch a long time, but at least he was effective. So we'll see if the Astros can wrap it up. they got to win just once in two games at home. And, of course, the Gator basketball seasons begin on Monday. Hard to believe that is. College football playoff already in in place, and we'll see what some of the games do this week. Very interesting email that uh, I got from the SEC. The SEC has an event security working group that's focusing on, quote, on-field, on-court incursion strategy. Okay? Jose, go ahead and answer that. Um, they're going to review and update policies, policies intending to address post-game fans coming on the fields and the courts. They're also going to look at strategies, strategies to support crowd management to enhance the safety and experience of everybody involved. Greg Sankey doing this. Now, this group is a cross-section of athletic directors, event management directors, and campus security personnel from SEC institutions. They want to have a policy recommendation for approval by the spring meetings next year and implement any changes in the athletic year that would start in 2023. And uh, <clears throat> Brian Flood, a good friend of mine, known him for a long time, he's the assistant athletics director for game management at Florida. He is one of the people on this committee, which is interesting. So we'll see what that does, uh, if anything. But keep an eye on that just to see uh, what will happen here in the future. All right, we'll take your phone calls, 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com on this prognostication Friday. I don't sense any juice at all when it comes to this Gator football game, and that's really a shame. That's really a shame. Now, a good news note, the Florida-South Carolina game is officially a sellout next week. Daryl, hello. Happy Friday to you, Steve. Uh-huh. Steve, I watched some of the Coastal Carolina-Appalachia State game last night. I did, too. And good fun game to watch. Uh, 
Steve, I look eventually for down the road, maybe Jamie Chadwell get the uh, big time job somewhere. Could uh, some are surprised <clears throat> he hasn't left already, but you know, I I think there now is a lot more to doing that than meets the eye. Here's where, here's where I'm going. Look what just happened at Auburn, right? You can be, you choose to be, it's like, it's like working in Gainesville, Florida, okay? You can be a sort of big fish in a small pond or go work, you know, in a bigger place and be a smaller fish. Well, it's the same thing. You know, he's got a good gig there, good fan base there as teams are going. Do you want to take the next step up and risk, you know, losing your job after two years? I think that it's not as easy now a slam dunk for a guy like him as it might have been in the past. Right. Steve, I got a cousin who lives in Conway. Him and his wife, they've got season tickets for the football games, and they go to Chanticleer's baseball games up there. And he said, it's just a good, fun atmosphere up there. Well, and that's, again, do you want to leave that? You know, I, I know it's a challenge. I know, you know, coaches and players want to get to the big time. But sometimes it's, you know, it isn't all that it's cracked up to be when you leave something like that. Well, take, for example, you know, Kiffin's name's been brought up for Auburn and stuff. But why would Kiffin want to leave Auburn? I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Ole Miss? Because, you know, the fan base at Ole Miss, you get them to a bowl game, you're 8-4, 9-3. They're pretty well satisfied, but it's just a pressure at Auburn. I think Kiffin's going to stay right where he's at. I do, too. Um, but... You know, I, I think he will get a phone call, and I think Auburn should give him a phone call. Right. Okay, my man, let's get on with the picks today. Tennessee, Georgia. Rocky Top. Uh, Alabama, LSU. LSU will hang for a little bit, but Alabama's just got too much depth. Kentucky, Missouri. Kentucky. Clemson, Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Texas, Kansas State. Uh, K-State. FSU, Miami. FSU. South Carolina Vandy. South Carolina. And Gator scoring why? Steve, as you say, still one on the road, man, we're due for a win. I say 24-20 Florida. You know, hopefully we can just, like I say, steal one on the road. Anytime you get an SEC victory, it's great, especially on the road. All right, Daryl. Thank you. Appreciate your call. And, again, I, I just hope I'm wrong, but this has all the earmarks of a snoozer. I, I just Coach Spurrier has said a lot of right things in his life and his career here, but the one that resonates with me the most and always had and has is you only get so many times playing the swamp. He's right. It's only one more game. Only one more game, and then football season is done until next year, except for the spring. So cherish every game. Yeah, you know, Florida's not having a great year. Yeah, you know, they're not going to be in the playoff or anything like that. But And then I want to get your thoughts on this too today. Dennis Dodd on CBSSports.com had a great column on this. I am one of the few people that likes the playoff the way it is. Because it's truly elite. Now, for the good of a sport, 
and for money, is it better to have more teams that have a shot to get there? Of course it is because the fan base stays energized. The fan base stays focused as opposed to now when a lot of people just jumped off the ship for this year. But it does take away a little bit of what a game like Tennessee-Georgia is now with just four teams. If, if this was Tennessee-Georgia in an expanded playoff, this game wouldn't have near the importance. It's seeding. It's seeding. This is huge because of the four teams. Get your thoughts on that, too. 12-13, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Molly Cooper. The 12th-ranked Florida Gators volleyball currently holds a season record of 18-4, and four, with them only losing one of their last eight games. In the SEC, they are 10-2. and two. Tonight, the Gators host the Mizzou Tigers at the Stephen C. O'Connell Center. Live coverage begins here at 645. Gators football plays on the road tomorrow in College Station against the Texas A&M Aggies. Billy Napier and his team are 4-4 four four in the season and look for a win this weekend to create a positive record. Tune in here for live coverage of the game at 8 a.m. Florida men's tennis plays at home for the first time this fall in the Gator Fall Invite. The Gators invited six other schools to the invite. The tournament starts today and ends on Sunday. Women's tennis also plays down south in Miami this weekend in the Miami Fall Invite. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Molly Cooper. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. If you want to join a team that's making a difference in people's lives, that team is the Arthrex team. They are now hiring. They develop innovative technologies that help treat orthopedic injuries from pro athletes to weekend warriors. They care about helping people get back in the game, and so do their employees. If you're looking to make a difference, join a global company that provides exciting career opportunities and unique benefits with locations in Florida, South Carolina, and California. There's always excitement about lighting the first fire of the season. It brings family together, provides comfort, warmth, and a gathering atmosphere. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center in Gainesville on Main Street is the area's premier dealer of wood, gas, and electric fireplaces, indoor or outdoor, in wall or standalone, plus decorative screens, tool sets, and more. Visit our showroom today and capture the warmth of the season. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center since 1975. Visit online at woodstoveflorida.com. If you don't have a health plan through your employer, you can still get quality health insurance through the federal marketplace. Not sure where to begin? A navigator can help you cut through the clutter. There's no obligation, and getting help is always free. Open enrollment ends on January 15th, so don't wait. It's easy. From your mobile phone, dial pound 250 and say the keyword navigator. You'll have the option to receive a one-time auto-dial text message from iHeartMedia. That's pound 250 navigator. Since 1971, Meldon Law has been dedicated to giving back to our community with programs like Law Talk Live on the Sky every Saturday at 1030. You can also join our podcast, Meldon Law and Friends, every Tuesday at 4 p.m. on Facebook, YouTube, and 37 other audio platforms. Meldon Law, the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators, now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City. 
He's got the 1966 Heisman Trophy, the 1996 National Championship Trophy, and seven SEC trophies. Steve Spurrier was the head ball coach. Now you can call him the head beer coach. And he's sharing his newest trophy, a can of lager. His head beer coach 1966 lager is available in 16-ounce cans at Spurrier's Gridiron Grill and all Gator football games. 1966 is refreshing in all kinds of weather and tasty enough to please any beer drinker. Head beer coach 1966 lager, a legend in a can. Please drink responsibly. Fall is coming up fast. That means football, the World Series, and trees. Fall is a great time to get your trees ready for winter. And Daughtry Tree Service, the tree service people, are standing by to help you with tree removal, trimming, pruning, and more. 30-plus years of experience means even your toughest tree, stump, or debris removal project is no match for the experts at Daughtry Tree Service. Serving Alachua County and surrounding areas. Call today for a free estimate. At Daughtry Tree Service, there is no tree too tall. We do them all. Gator fans, gear up for game day every game this season. Show your Gator pride from a huge selection of shirts, jackets, backpacks, hats, and hundreds of other Gator gear products at the UF Bookstore on campus at the Wrights Union. And they have the largest selection of New Jordan sideline apparel and Nike collections in school or out of school. The UF Bookstore is the place to gear up for game day. There's no better way to show your Gator pride than to wear the orange and blue to every game, indoors or outdoors. Get yours at the UF Bookstore. Go Gators! Want to make a big impact this election? Voting yes on single-member districts is a vote for accountability. Voting yes on single-member districts is a vote for true representation for all of Alachua County. This is the first time in 40 years that we have an opportunity to fix our local government and finally have a say in who represents us. Don't let this opportunity for fair elections pass us by. Let's come together and stand up for Alachua County. Vote yes on single-member districts on November 8th. Pay political advertisement paid for by Leading for Our Future. 115 East Park Avenue, Suite 1, Tallahassee, Florida, 32301. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, weekday mornings at 6, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Welcome back to Sports Scene. Basketball seasons are cranking up. The Gator women will start Monday, as will the men. Charlie Cream does bracketology and covers women's college basketball for ESPN, ESPN.com. He now joins us. Charlie, welcome. How are you? I am great. How are you guys? I'm doing well, and I appreciate you doing this. So let's uh, start here, sort of a global viewpoint, then I'll kind of uh, bore down from there. Uh, South Carolina, defending champion, a pretty good basketball team. Uh, if you had to do a top four today, Charlie, who would it be? Well, my, South Carolina certainly is number one. Uh, defending champs didn't lose. I mean, well, that, losing Destiny Henderson is a loss, but they, they replaced it with a transfer, Tierra Fletcher from, from Georgia Tech. So their point guard position should be fine. Uh, I think Stanford is the second best team in the country. And they lost a fair amount, but their best players are back, and they're head and shoulders above everybody else in the Pac-12. I think the, the, the next two, my, my choices are Texas at three and Tennessee at four, but I think those are a little bit more debatable. I think some people like Iowa in that top four. Um, you know, maybe some people are really high on Louisville. I'm not quite as high, but, uh, but, but I'm, I'm South Carolina, Stanford, Texas, Tennessee, and I'm really intrigued by what Tennessee is going to be this season. Best league in the land. 
by a hair, I, I have the SEC. <laughs> I know we we did a. Uh, of course, if I'm on another show in North Carolina, I'm going to say the ACC. <laughs> of course, yeah, I get that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm true in my conviction out of the SEC, but I think it's I think it's really close. I think um, where the debate comes in there is I, the SEC. I have nine teams in my preseason bracketology in the tournament, and I have eight in from the ACC. And I, I kind of I was I was really curious about this too because I was debating this internally, and we had a little discussion at ESPN about it. And I went through also and then did my average seeding of all of the teams from those leagues. And, and the SEC came out a little bit ahead of the ACC in terms of average seeding in my preseason bracketology. So I give the nod to the SEC. But the ACC has a far more intriguing top of the league, very competitive at the top, whereas the SEC, I think obviously South Carolina is the favorite. Then you've got Tennessee. And after that, I think there's a little bit of a drop-off. So I it won't be as intriguing or as fun maybe to follow the SEC as the ACC, but I think ultimately they get more teams in the tournament and their, their seedings are going to be better. Of course, you're talking to Gainesville in, in Charlie's Bracketology. Florida is in. Uh, at, the Gators had some transition, lost a key player. What do you see with Florida? I still have them in. I still, I still think they've uh, established, they established something last year that is sustainable just in terms of uh, culture and unity and what Kelly Ray Finley did in pretty difficult circumstances, it should be lauded. And they did lose some talent. I don't think they're as talented as they were last year, but I think it's, it's enough. And given, as I said, the sort of the basis, the foundation now that exists in the program, uh, it's enough to get them enough wins in the league that will be uh, you know good enough to get a, a bid to the tournament. But I don't think it's going to be easy and I don't think it's a, it's a no-brainer. I think they're going to have to earn it for sure. Uh, whether it's in your bracketology or not, let's take away for a second, Charlie, the, the, the big shots here. Who's, if you are a big shot, who's a team that if you run into them, you know, you wouldn't maybe want to play, you know, given the upset bug? Well, it's a, that's a great question because there's so much uncertainty with the, with the way the transfer portal played out this year and, and kids taking their extra year but moving on to a different school. So some rosters look very different, and it's all going to come down to kind of where that chemistry lands as to how good that team is going to be. One of those teams is Maryland. Their roster is almost completely different, and it's got a lot of talent on it. I just don't know how it's going to come together and if it's going to be, uh, if it is a, a chemistry thing that really works out, Maryland's going to be could be very good. If it doesn't, it could go 180 degrees the other way. So that's a team I'm kind of watching. That from a talent standpoint, do you really want to play them if you're uh, if you're one of the elite teams? And they do kind of put the pieces in the right place. Um, I, Notre Dame's kind of the opposite of that, but I, I happen to like Notre Dame. I think more than some other people do. Uh, they have people back. They didn't lose much in the transfer portal. Didn't really bring much in either. They they're, have a pre-established starting five, and that's really rare <laughs> in the game today the last couple of years. I think that's a huge advantage, especially early in the season. And some of those early season wins really do help propel what your seed's going to be when we get to Selection Sunday. Charlie, one of the teams in the SEC that intrigues me is Georgia because they have yes. a new coach – and they hit the transfer portal hard. Uh, the arrow, I think, points up for them. How do you see? How do you see Georgia? Uh, 
I'm not quite as high on them as some other people are, but I, but I mean, there's, I think they're absolutely a tournament team. Uh, but it's so different. It, it, it's such a different team that I'm, I'm, I had a lot of trouble in the offseason evaluating exactly what I figured Georgia was going to be. But as I was talking about Maryland, Georgia is the sort of the SEC equivalent to Maryland in that there's a lot of talent there, uh, but the roster is very different. And the, how do the pieces going to fit? The, the advantage that Georgia has, in, I guess, in relation to Maryland is that I guess you could argue two of the best players on the team, Diamond Battles and Brittany Smith, who are transfers – are coming from the school that their coach was at last year. So they're, they're very familiar. Uh, that, that's an advantage in the, the transfer portal bubble that we now exist in that other teams are seemingly starting from scratch. They're, they're not exactly starting from scratch. But incorporating it all with the rest of the roster and a new coaching philosophy is, uh, is going to be something to really watch. I think that's one of the more intriguing stories in the SEC this year is how Georgia comes together. Charlie, let me end with this. I, I, there was a great column on ESPN.com uh, about the Twins that were playing at Miami and, you know, what they did in terms of, you know, when they transferred and then the NIL and all that. I think a lot of people look at, you know, men's sports and say, wow, the NIL could change things. In your view, how much has the NIL slash transfer portal changed things in women's college basketball? Well, the transfer portal is changing dramatically. We've kind of touched on it already, how these, a lot of these rosters have been shaken up, but now you have intriguing combinations of talent. The NIL part, I'm not sure it's great in my view, but I don't know that it's made a huge difference in terms of where talent has shifted to. I think a lot of the big-game big NIL recipients are people that were are at programs they were already at and and kind of already established the the Cavender twins being maybe the exception but they had you know playing at Fresno State there as far as basketball is concerned they're they're kind of way off the radar going to Miami is clearly influenced by NIL they they put them in a city that makes a lot of sense for their brand so in in terms of them i think it really did make a difference as to where they chose to go but I don't know how much impact they're going to Miami is going to have basketball-wise. I think Miami is still a borderline tournament team and not as good as they even were last year because of some of the talent they lost. The Cavender Twins don't really make up for it enough to, to make Miami a game-changer as a basketball team. But going forward, I certainly think the way recruiting is done and, and some of the decisions that some other some other kids make as to what schools they want to transfer to, the, the, the NIL money will, will certainly play a role. But I don't think it's quite had the impact maybe that it has in the men's game and certainly not the impact it's had in football. Okay. Well, Charlie, I appreciate you doing this uh, early season. As the season goes on, we will get you back when bracketology really begins to matter as we go in the season. So, as always, thanks for your time. Oh, great to be with you, Steve. Thanks a lot. You got it, Charlie. Charlie Cream does a really good job in bracketology for women's basketball ESPN. Hopefully next, Florida's coach Kelly Ray Finley will join us. 1227, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. From the heart of campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. 
This report is sponsored by the We Can Do This COVID-19 Public Education Campaign. Now that fall is here, people will be spending more time indoors, yet many Americans are not up to date on their protection from COVID-19. Here's Dr. Kenneth Alexander, Chief of Infectious Diseases at Nemours Children's Health, Florida. The updated COVID vaccines provide protection against the Omicron variants and are available to people six years of age and older. These vaccines are important because they don't only protect the person who's vaccinated, but protect vulnerable people in our community. Unvaccinated people are at a higher risk from currently circulating variants. They have a higher chance of getting severely ill and even dying. Because COVID and long COVID are so unpredictable, anyone who gets COVID, no matter their age or health status, can have serious long-lasting health effects, even if they've had a very mild case. Long-term impact of the vaccine is highly unlikely. For questions about COVID vaccines, talk to your healthcare professional and visit vaccines.gov. There's always excitement about lighting the first fire of the season. It brings family together, provides comfort, warmth, and a gathering atmosphere. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center in Gainesville on Main Street is the area's premier dealer of wood, gas, and electric fireplaces, indoor or outdoor, in wall or standalone, plus decorative screens, tool sets, and more. Visit our showroom today and capture the warmth of the season. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center since 1975. Visit online at woodstoveflorida.com. Gainesville Highfield MRI has recently remodeled and expanded. A beautiful, relaxing waiting room, state-of-the-art imaging, new x-ray and ultrasound services. And as always, at Gainesville Highfield MRI, you are their top priority. They offer evening and weekend hours, same-day scheduling, and accept nearly all insurances. If you've been in a car wreck, had a slip and fall, or just want to get a nagging injury treated, go where doctors send their patients. Gainesville Highfield MRI, in the Millennium Center on 43rd Street and Newberry Road, and online at GainesvilleHighfieldMRI.com. The following message is sponsored by the Florida Department of Elder Affairs, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Sarah is 64 and loves to garden. Recently, her health insurance ran out, leaving her worried about more than just weeds. She called the Elder Helpline and spoke with a volunteer shine counselor about her options. There, she received free, unbiased counseling on health insurance for those on Medicare. For more information or to volunteer, call 1-800-963-5337 or go to floridashine.org. Join us at Odyssey as we all do our one thing, together millions of things, for our planet. Thinking of having turkey for the holidays? Make sure to buy one that was humanely and ethically raised. One of the best options is to buy a turkey direct from a local farm. If that's not an option, look for turkeys that are labeled either USDA organic or certified humane. Be wary of terms like natural, cage-free, and no hormones, as these terms aren't regulated. When we each share our one thing, it becomes a hundred things, a thousand things, a million things for our planet. What's your one thing? Order your Thanksgiving dinner from Miapa before it's too late. Thanksgiving is a day to spend with family and friends. Don't spend it in a kitchen cooking. Let Miapa do it for you. We've got your entire Thanksgiving dinner covered. From the roasted turkey to your favorite Miapa sides, rice and beans, Cuban bread, and of course, sweet plantains. All starting at $99. And don't forget dessert. Our Trey's Leche's pumpkin spice pie is the sweetest end to a delicious meal. Don't let cooking get in the way of a great meal. Get your Thanksgiving dinner at MiapaLatinCafe.com today. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. 
skies mostly sunny for our Friday afternoon with high temperatures comfortably warm. In the upper 70s and lower 80s, our breeze from yesterday should return this afternoon as well. Then tonight into tomorrow, turning partly cloudy, humidity nudging upward. Saturday and Sunday, a mixture of sun and clouds each day. Highs a little warmer than today. They'll get into the mid-80s. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, and Max Kellerman. What are some of your flight preferences? Jay can't do the window seat. Got to do the aisle, a little claustrophobic. Desmond in South Carolina. I like the seat by the window better. Are, are there any middle seat people out there? Do I don't you even exist? If you fly with Jay on his private jet, you'll never have to worry about middle seats or any of that. He, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. The WRUF Radio App. Your source for sports every second of every hour of every day. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM, WRUF. Gator basketball season's both open on Monday. It's cool when they have a doubleheader. And uh, the Gator women with Coach Kelly Ray Finley will take on Florida A&M. Coach joins us now. Coach, it's good to get you here and talk with you. Thanks for doing this. Hey, Steve. How's it going? It's going well. Thank you. Let's look back on St. Leo. Uh, your thoughts on the exhibition, how your team did? Uh, it was nice to be back in the O-Dome, most definitely. <laughs> I think that... Uh, you know, we, we were able to put up a lot of points. Um, I think that our student-athletes had a lot of fun. Uh, I thought they did an excellent job celebrating each other um, and showcasing some of the things that they've really worked hard on uh, over the course of the summer and in a preseason. Um, you know, defensively, I think we have a, a lot of room to grow, um, but I know that we're committed to, you know, to working on that. But overall, I was very pleased. Uh, it's funny you said that because every team is different personnel changes, transfers now, certainly. Um, how is how do you think this team is different from last year's group at all? Oh, that's a great question, Steve. Um, I think that they are uh, really talented. I don't know if, if, you know, different would, you know, would be the word. I, I think that each team is unique uh, to themselves. There right? you go. I like that, that word talk. better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I, you know, I think we were really, uh, I was really proud of our effort last year and, and, and the growth that we made. And our focus this season is to continue to be connected, to grow um, both on the offensive and defensive end of the court, and then also off the court. And so I think, you know, each team wants to maximize their potential. And that's something that we're really focusing on as a group right now. You know, I, I talked to Todd, and I loved the answer he gave me. I said, you know, how deep can you go? And he said, I'm not, I'm not even worried about that now. You know, we got a t pretty talented team. That will kind of work itself out. I'll ask you the same question. How confident, you know, how, how deep do you confidently feel you can go with this group? Well, I think, you know, something that we're really focused on, uh, like I said, is, is growing um, and maximizing our potential as a group team and so you know to set expectations for outside people to set expectations for us to internally set expectations I just don't think that that provides a benefit for us you know right now 
Um, and so I'm, uh, you know, I'm really proud of our girls of, of their effort um, and their focus to continue, you know, growing together more than anything. Uh, when you look at your roster as well, I mean, you mentioned it earlier, chemistry, you know, all those things. Are you are you pleased with that at this point with your group? Oh yeah, most definitely. I'm really uh, encouraged by their commitment and the intention that they've had in investing time with each other, you know, and you understand each other better. Um, you know, what we do offensively and defensively requires a certain level of work ethic and um, creativity, but it has to be a creativity together, not uh, creativity one-on-one. And so I think they've really grown in that area for sure. How have the, the new kids fit in with the group that was left over? Oh, awesome. Our returners and our newcomers have really gelled well. Um, I think, you know, they filled some holes that we had. Um, and then, you know, we, we talk, you know, as a program about where our advantages lie and how we can play a lot of different styles of basketball. And I'm looking forward to seeing that on the court this season for sure. How big was it to make the NCAA tournament last year, Kelly Ray, just in terms of you know, the program and, and the kids who, d- who were part of that last year, you know, how big was it to do that and move the program forward? Yeah, I think it's important. You know, you want to keep making steps. You want to, prog- you know, make progress towards the vision. And, um, you know, I think that was a huge step for us. I think last year's team really maximized their potential. Uh, it was a really fun group to be around. And I think this this team has a lot of, similar making, um, but also very different in other ways, you know. And so I think that was a huge step for us that we're looking to build off of. Kelly Ray Finley joining us now, the Gator women's basketball coach. They open their season Monday in a doubleheader with the guys. They'll take on Florida A&M. How much do you know about A&M at this point? Uh, Enough, enough. Uh, (laughs) You know, they're really talented. They're a tough team. They have four transfers as well. you know, one from Purdue, one from Alabama. So they have some Power 5-level kids, and we know that they're going to come in here and compete. One of the things that I think that's great uh, is, you know, when, when you became the head coach, everything not everything, but a lot, you know, worked really well. And you talk a lot about chemistry and all, all those sorts of things. Um, as you go now into this year, what is your chemistry like with this group? Do you like it? Oh, yeah, I love it. Um, I think that they're – really committed to each other and um, to growing together and, you know, de- deciding what they want their narrative to be and what they want their environment to be like. And I think that uh, that's huge when you have a team that has tremendous ownership um, and is intentional about how they spend and invest their time. I think you, you always have a chance. Uh, last couple of things. How has the NIL slash the transfer portal changed if anything how you coach how you recruit has it changed at all because of those two things um you know for our program not so much i think that you know when you look at team building from a coaching perspective you know you want to recruit and coach people that have unique skill sets and no two people are exactly the same um and they fill different voids. So one person's strength might be another person's weakness and vice versa. And so, you know, that's something that we're continuing to do as we look at our recruiting um, and we look at ultimately our team building. Last thing, on your roster, you know, you can have a guard that plays the one and the two. You can have somebody who can play the four and the five. How many players do you have of that ilk 
Kelly Ray, where you can put them in multiple positions? Oh, my. We have uh, quite a few. I yeah. think almost everybody on our roster is very <laughs> exactly. versatile. Yeah, they can slide one position to the right or left. Um, and I think that that makes us unique. You know, I know I've said that a lot, but I think that, you know, being able to play Jordan Merritt at the three uh, or the four, but, you know, the three or the two is really just what side of the floor you run, right? And so yeah. We've talked a lot about positionless basketball, um, about, you know, where to put each other. And, and positions being more of how do you create a common language to know what spots to be in offensively and or defensively. Uh, so, we, you know, I, I like that. It makes it really, really fun. Um, and, you know, in order to do that, Steve, you got to have a team that's really committed to building and growing their skills as well. Yeah, and I know one thing, they're ready to play somebody else now, right? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I think that was part of the excitement. Yeah. Don't forget, Monday, uh, Kelly Ray's team in a doubleheader with the Gator men. They'll open up with Florida A&M. Thank you for doing this. I know how busy you are, and we'll get you back on as the season goes along. Appreciate your time. Awesome. Thanks, Steve. Go you got it, Kelly Ray. Thank you. Kelly Ray Finley, Florida women's basketball coach. And, again, they are a in Charlie Cream's bracketology. They are a projected NCAA tournament team. All right. Uh, the rest of this hour, uh, we will take your phone calls, questions, and comments, 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. It is Prognostication Friday. And, again, I will give you the uh, list of games here that we'll look at. Uh, obviously, uh, some of you know, Tennessee, Georgia, Alabama, LSU, Kentucky, Missouri, Texas, Kansas State, Clemson, Notre Dame, FSU, Miami, South Carolina, Vanderbilt, and then the score of the Gator game and why. And uh, I just hope uh, there is uh, some buzz here for this game as we go along. And you will hear the uh, play-by-play voice of Texas A&M coming up here uh, at the bottom of the hour. And our Megan Borowski will also give you uh, the forecast for uh, College Station and maybe the long-range forecast as well for when Florida will host uh, South Carolina. All right, let's get to some emails here uh, while I can. Uh, BB says, uh, do you think the Arkansas-Liberty game will be close? Yeah, I do. I I think Hugh Freeze uh, can score. I I think there will be be a lot of points in that game. Uh, He picks FSU, Clemson, uh, K-State, Missouri, South Carolina, Alabama, and Tennessee. His Gators and Saints pick. Um, uh, He said a big jug of Kool-Aid dropped by the house about 3 a.m., all liquored up on Mountain Dew, trying to get me to take a sip and pick both the Gators and the Saints this weekend. He's not buying it. Uh, Too inconsistent. Uh, He says he's stopping by your house tonight. Says the Jets are a lock for the Super Bowl because Namath is (laughs) It's coming back at quarterback. I, I, I wish he could. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll see. All right, let's bring Mike to the show. Mike, hi. Hey, Steve, how you doing? Good. Yeah, I want to get my thoughts in on the college playoff expansion. First of all, I am dead set against going to 12 teams. I think when you do that, all you're doing is, first of all, the NCAA should just tell it like it is. It's a pure out-and-out money grab. But all you're doing is diluting the, project, the uh, product. I know people say, well, look at the NCAA basketball team. Look at Villanova back in 1985, and they beat Georgetown. But in reality, how often does that really happen? Um, it doesn't. 
But see, I, I, I think it depends on the lens you're looking through, okay? If, as an athlete, if you say, I played in the NCAA tournament, that's a pretty cool thing to say, right? Regardless, I mean, supposing you were a, you know, a 15 seed and you got crushed by the two seed. Okay, I get it. You know, the average fan maybe doesn't see that as a great game. But, boy, that, when you can say you played in the NCAA tournament, when you can, you know, I went up against this guy or that guy, that's a pretty cool thing. So I think it just depends on the lens you're talking about. But I see your point. Also, this just shows how much hypocritical the NCAA is. All we've ever heard for the past 10, 15 years is we can't play more games. We can't play games over two semesters. We can't play this many games because it's going to put the student-athletes in, in danger of being hurt. Now they want teams to play 16, 17 games. And I've heard people say, well, why don't we just reduce the regular season schedule? First of all, you reduce the regular season schedule, you take cities like Gainesville, whose economic lifeblood is home football games. They're not going to want to do that. Then they say, well, let's just get rid of the uh, conference championships. And you know the NCAA is throwing away that $60, 70000000 million. So, so basically, all they are is much hypocrites saying they have the, the interest of the, of the athletes at heart. Agreed. Uh, yeah, I, I think my stance on the NCAA, at least many of the things with that, are well known. I understand money talks. I get it. It's just like when you have expansion and you have, you know, schools going cross country to play one another. Oh, oh the, the student athletes welfare. Stop it. Stop it. You know, I I do think it needs to be expanded. Personally, I would like to go to six but I could live with eight, but anything more than that is, like I said, diluting the product. All right. Mike, thank you. Appreciate your call. 1245, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Brent Unger. The Gators volleyball team is facing off against the Missouri Tigers today in a home matchup. The Gators will be looking to extend their winning streak to four games in the intriguing match. You can catch that game right here at 6.45 p.m. In other Gators news, the men's tennis team is getting ready to host the Gator Fall Invite this weekend, which starts tomorrow. The showcase will involve seven different UF tennis players, while six other schools will be making the visit to Gainesville to compete. The UF football team is back in action tomorrow afternoon in a road game against Texas A&M. The Gators will look to improve their record to above 500 with the win. You'll be able to catch that game right here at 8 a.m. tomorrow morning. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Brett Unger. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8:50 a.m. WRUF. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8:50 a.m. WRUF. Well, we've made a Friday edition. Of Sports Inc. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. Jose is going to be our producer today. I want to thank him for his work. And today it is Prognostication Friday, as it always is. So here's the games you'll be picking today. We've got some good ones. Two in the SEC, obviously. Alabama, LSU, Tennessee, Georgia, also Kentucky, Missouri, Clemson, Notre Dame, 
Florida State, Miami, South Carolina Vandy, Texas, Kansas State. There's a lot of great charities out there, and they do great work. Well, one of them is the Rodeaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. The Rodeaver Boys Ranch houses at-risk young boys from troubled homes, and it's sustained by your donated vehicles. It doesn't have to be just a car. It can be just about anything, a motorcycle, whatever it is, the Rodeaver Boys Ranch will take it. And they learn real-life skills because they take the vehicles, they fix them up, and they resell them themselves. So if you have an unused or unwanted vehicle of any kind, please consider donating it to the Roadheaver Boys Ranch. Your donations are tax deductible, and they help a really, really great cause and help these kids greatly as well. To find out more, Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. Then I was going in to have chemo, and before we put in my port, I called and said, I need to come in because that's one of the things about being healthy, is to have healthy teeth and mouth and wanted to get uh, looked at before I went in. They worked me in right away, and I felt so much more confident about going into chemo and also having them back me up as my health care team and the family that's behind me and that. Dr. Art called us and said, is there anything you need? And you just don't understand what that means until you go through it, that you've got people behind you, plus such a caring group of people that you can call at any time and say, I have a problem. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. Got a question for you. Are you sick and tired of living with that constant pain in your knees or your back? You know, joint pain doesn't just keep you from doing what you love. It affects your job, your relationships, even simple things like getting dressed. Hey, it's Greg Cassidy. It is time to call QC Kinetics. You see, QC Kinetics use advanced regenerative medicine to restore and repair your damaged joint tissue. Hips, shoulders, elbows, they can all be treated so if you are sick and tired of steroid shots that don't work or you're trying to avoid surgery, call QC Kinetics now and schedule your free consultation. Appointments are now available for this coming week at QC Kinetics. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. Call now, 352-400-4550. 352-400-4550. Did you get that? QC Kinetics, 352 400 4550. There's nothing like living in Gator Country, especially during football season. Just ask Chuck Bush at Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission, keeping the Gator Nation on the road since 1954. And for the Gator Away games, why not grab your crew and head out in a Cruise America RV rental? Also available at Bush Auto Repair. You'll love all the creature comforts at fantastic pricing. Trust Chuck Bush Auto Repair when you're in the swamp or heading out of town. Visit online at ChuckBushAutoRepair.com. Go Gators! In 1971, Jeffrey Meldon established the Meldon Law Firm. Since that time, Meldon Law Firm has been committed to helping people in need. In addition to recovering millions for clients injured in accidents, Jeffrey has written consumer guides to help folks understand how to protect themselves in the event of an accident. At Meldon Law, we won't back down in representing our clients on their road to recovery after suffering an injury. Learn more at MeldonLaw.com. Meldon Law with offices in Ocala, Gainesville, and Lake City. 
He's got the 1966 Heisman Trophy, the 1996 National Championship Trophy, and seven SEC trophies. Steve Spurrier was the head ball coach. Now you can call him the head beer coach. And he's sharing his newest trophy, a can of lager. His head beer coach 1966 lager is available in 16-ounce cans at Spurrier's Gridiron Grill and all Gator football games. 1966 is refreshing in all kinds of weather and tasty enough to please any beer drinker. Head beer coach 1966 lager, a legend in a can. Please drink responsibly. We are your home for Tampa Bay Buccaneers football. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And anywhere in the world with the WRUF radio app. It's the Dean of Sports Talk in Gainesville, Steve Russell, on ESPN 98.1 FM at 850 AM, WRUF. Joe says... Lack of production from the tight ends hampers the offense. Either AR can't find him or they can't get open. Through eight games, Gator tight ends have 19 catches, 219 yards. Georgia tight ends had eight catches, 201 yards last Saturday. 19 receptions is pretty weak for a team that utilizes a two tight end set quite a bit. I don't disagree. I guess the caveat to that is if you're using a two tight end set and you're able to run the ball effectively, does that offset what you don't get in the passing game? But I get it in terms of the overall production. And Todd says uh, coaching staffs get paid. No surprise, teams have schemed to stop the run, especially AR. Fisher's already talked about it. What would you like to see our offense uh, coaching staff designed to get AR more involved so the run might open up the pass. What does more involved mean? I, I guess I'm, I'm asking that question, Todd. I mean, it, he does run the ball. I, I don't know how many times. You know, the quarterback throws it. That's what the position primarily is. I get what the dual threat moniker means. But I don't think it's – he's got to be – the quarterback, in my estimation, in the offense has got to be where you run him enough where the defense has to respect the fact that he might run. Then he says, what would you like to see our defensive coaching staff do to get more pressure and contain the A&M quarterback? Let me refer you to one Jalen Carter. Jalen Carter only played a few snaps. He was in Florida's backfield all day. The Gators don't have a player like that. They just don't, at at least not yet. So what happens? Then you blitz. And if you get, like any blitz, if you get to the quarterback or affect the quarterback, it's successful. If you don't and the quarterback takes advantage of it, then people are going to be screaming about Todd Grantham. I don't care what the game is. If something if something works, you're a genius. If it doesn't, you're a dope. How it is, Adam? Hello. Hey, Steve. Uh, great show today, man. Really appreciate that interview with uh, Kelly Ray Finley. Um, now she's had the whole off season to put together this team. I think they're going to do really well. You like her or what? Oh yeah, like her a lot. Um, you know, she's. Uh, uh, what's the word I want to use? Um, I don't want to say quirky. That, that's not where I'm, where I'm going. Um, 
some of the things that she does, uh, I can see players buying into. Um, and I think she's very relatable for her players, and that's really good. Yeah, that's excellent, man. I, I really like her a lot. I think that this team is going to do well. Um, if you give me just a second, really quickly, I want to get this Georgia-Florida game out of my head real quick. Um, in the first half, that Bernie was all over Brock Bowers, and that's just the way the ball bounces. You know, he he he. I mean, it's literally spun off of his helmet to land into Brock Bowers' hands, and he went for a touchdown. Secondly, uh, the the pass interference call on Jason Marshall down that sideline uh, before the half as well. literally he pushed Jason Marshall off. That was a terrible call in my opinion with three plus turnovers for the Gators. This game could have, I'm not saying they could have won Steve, but I'm saying it could have went very differently. I I was just really pleased with the defense, especially with plus three turnovers and they weren't a given. Those were all taken from Georgia. So I was just impressed and hoping for the best for them against Texas A&M. You you got, let let, let, let me stop you there. Here's a positive is that they got some takeaways. Yes, sir. They still gave up 555 yards. Yes, sir. And and, and it's my opinion that we just don't have the talent, number one, and then we don't have the depth on top of that. When you combine those two things, that's the result you get against the number four defense in the nation. So um, I agree with you, Steve. Uh, What what we got going on for the picks, my man? All right. Let's do uh, Alabama, LSU. Alabama. Tennessee, Georgia. Oh, gosh, damn. Who are you pulling for in this game, Steve? I don't pull for anybody. I just I, I pick them. Yeah, I, I got to take Georgia, unfortunately. That kills me. Uh, Kentucky, Missouri. Missouri. Texas, Kansas State. Kansas State, all day. Clemson, Notre Dame. Clemson. FSU, Miami. Oh, my gosh, that's easy. FSU. Wake Forest, NC State. Wake Forest. Uh, Gators scoring why? Uh, Gators are going to put put together a a, a good defensive uh, outing this 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 round, and uh, we're going to run the ball on them. I think uh, the Gators pull it out twenty eight twenty four. A good a great win for the Gators. Uh, go Gators! Thank okay, you. Adam. Thank you. Uh, top of the hour, uh, UF weather forecaster Megan Borowski here. She'll give you the weather in College Station and uh, for the week here, maybe long term for what the South Carolina uh, game may hold for us. Jonesy says, I don't know that there's great football. Okay, I know there's great football going on now. Georgia-Tennessee coming up. Have been paying attention to the World Series, of course. Uh, you agree it's been some great games during this series, and so far, who do you think's the MVP? To me, uh, the shortstop for the Astros. Um, I don't know that there's a clear MVP yet and I say that as we played five games I don't know and I know a lot of people just don't want the Astros to win because of you know the cheating scandal of a few years a few years ago but look I thought Houston and very you know I always tell you when I'm wrong and I tell you when I'm right I picked the Astros to be in the World Series and I do think they're the best team in the American League. Uh, I did not pick the Phillies uh, to you know, be in the World Series, but they're playing on house money. There is absolutely no pressure 
on the Phillies. If they lose, they've had a successful, successful, successful season. So it's been a good World Series. And like I said last night, you know, look, Justin Verlander is going to be in the Hall of Fame. He had done horribly in the postseason. At least he had a decent start last night that helps him. Uh, and the Astros got some great defense. You know, a lot of times in a World Series game, it'll be somebody's home run or whatever. Well, look, they made two uh, really, really big-time defensive plays last night to help them get that win. So they're up 3-2, and they'll see if they can wrap it up at home uh, in either Game 6 or Game 7, Game 6 tomorrow. That's our first hour. Our thanks to Getter Women's Basketball Coach Kelly Ray Finley. Also to Charlie Cream, bracketologist for ESPN covering Florida women's basketball. Hour two coming up next. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. CG Gainesville from the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. College football season is here, and there's lots of great plays being made. Hey, it's Steve Russell. Let me tell you about one of my favorite plays when it comes to my automobile. I take it to Dave Mays Automotive. Why? Because I trust the team to treat me and my vehicle with respect, integrity, and honesty. If you're tired of being treated like a number at the chain stores, make a great play and head to Dave Mays Automotive, located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind the Sunnies on Waldo Road. Brakes, AC, oil changes, tires, engine and transmission work, and of course, their famous bug check. Modern to import, diesel trucks and fleet service, they do it all. Learn more at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. Hey, it's Steve Russell for Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. Got a question. When's the last time you had their chicken burger? This isn't just a chicken breast slap between a bun. It's a 100% all-natural Joyce Farms ground chicken patty infused with herbs and spices, then grilled to perfection. Add pickles, onion, tomato, and mayo. Talk about satisfying. Add a great salad and pair it with their new pumpkin spice shake made with real pumpkin puree. You've got yourself one fabulous meal. That's Dick Mondell's open seven days a week, Southwest 4th Avenue and 5th Street, Gainesville. Football season is here. Time to let Electronics World upgrade your home entertainment so you can enjoy all the big games this fall. Hi, this is Tom Collette. Score big with a new Sony 4K Ultra HD TV or a custom-designed, professionally installed home theater from Electronics World. The winning team at EW can put you right on the 50-yard line in your own home. Come visit us today and see for yourself. Just off Newberry Road, west of I-75 near TJ Maxx or online at electronicsworld.net. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome to Hour 2 of Sports Scene for this Friday. 
Jose is going to produce today. Our thanks to our guests in the first hour, Florida women's basketball coach Kelly Ray Finley, Charlie Cream, bracketologist for women's basketball for ESPN. This hour, you're going to hear from the play-by-play voice of Texas A&M. That's Andrew Monaco. And now you're going to hear from UF weather forecaster Megan Borowski as she always comes in uh, to talk about weather for the game. This time, we're mm-hmm. talking weather in Texas. College Station. Yeah. What do you got? Well, I almost went to Texas A&M. You did? Fact, they have a good meteorology program there. But that's really? aside. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, I mean, did you visit the campus? Oh, the yeah. I, d- I have a shirt. I can't wear that this weekend, though. It's well, not no, not a good idea to wear it this weekend. Absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yes. Um, well, we've got thunderstorms, and there's actually severe severe outbreak expected in Texas and parts of Oklahoma into Arkansas later on tonight. So... Um, looks like College Station Brian is on the southern edge of that risk. Uh, but if you are traveling throughout the southeast, I urge you, especially if you're traveling into Texas uh, or into Arkansas, that area, please keep an eye on the forecast because uh, it, it could be a dangerous situation in some some parts. Ooh. Good news is um, those storms should die out tonight. The system will continue tracking northeastward. And it looks like for tomorrow's game, things will look pretty good uh, in College Station. Here in Gainesville, if you are tailgating, going to feel muggy. You know, today, this morning, felt great outside. Uh, but we're going to get a return of those elevated dew points, and it'll feel more like summertime. Not too bad, though. Mixture of sun and clouds, temperatures uh, in the mid-80s, so not bad. Uh, it, in your extended forecast mm-hmm. here, are we ever going to get to, like, where it's November? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in January. <laughs> no. Um, well, so for the next couple of days, we're going to be in a pattern where it's going to feel above average. We'll have a, a almost a tropical air mass overhead. Um, we're looking at a, an incre- increased chance for uh, showers and thunderstorms by the middle of the week, and that will lower our temperatures into the 70s. Um, but, you know, we're, we're watching the tropics really as the, the reason for that. So it's going to be an interesting next couple of days. I can just remember, I don't know how many, it wasn't that long ago, I had the air conditioning on Christmas yeah. Eve. It was ridiculous. Yeah. I just don't like that at all. No, I don't like it either. I mean, we'll get our fronts come through eventually. There's a couple of, of systems that could dip as far down south as Florida by the end of the month. But um, really, the, the long-range forecast is for, for above-average temperatures. Oh, boy. If you didn't do this, I'm not putting you on the spot. Yeah. Can you, lo- a week from now, yeah. Florida's here again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't want to, if, if you can look. No, I can do it. Because um, um, it could change. We all know. It Yes, it most certainly will change. And it's a four o'clock kick. Okay. So that's. You, you know, know, it's really all going to depend on what happens with this area that we're watching. It's an area east of the Bahamas right now that we're watching. And, and depending on, <coughs> excuse me, depending on where it goes, um, that could determine if we have clearing skies by Saturday. I think we'll be okay by next Saturday, quite frankly. Um, the best chances for us here in Gainesville will be Wednesday and Thursday for showers, and we need it. It's been dry. I mean, the other day we got about a half an inch of rain, yeah. which was great. Yeah, that yeah. was really the first amount, decent amount, since Ian. Um, so we, we do need the showers, so that'll show up Wednesday and Thursday. I, I would say... Um, by next weekend, we should be clearing out and good to go. But and, that could change. And the temps in College Station? Uh, Temperature-wise, I know today we're in the 80s. Um, I can check really quickly for t- tomorrow. Actually, yeah, behind the front, uh, cooler, drier air, duh, coming in from the north. Uh, so we should be in the 70s. Okay, so pretty good weather pretty for the nice. game. Okay, yeah. always appreciate you, girl. Thank you. you. That is UF Weather Forecaster.
Megan Borowski. Joining us here, she'll be back next week uh, with a closer look at Florida's final home game of the football season, which is, by the way, officially a sellout now. So that's good. All right, prognostication Friday. We're picking some good games here. 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Rob, you're up. Steve, I always enjoy uh, giving us uh, the weather. And if the weather's in the way, we'll make the weather the way. Well, what's even better is uh, if you if you know Megan personally, uh, she's really, really a good person. <laughs> and so that makes it fun for me, too. Excellent. Let me go ahead and pick them, and I want to talk to you about Michigan. Okay. We'll go bottom up here. South Carolina Vanderbilt. Go ahead and give me a game FSU Miami. Give me the Hurricanes. I never root for them. No. Clemson Notre Dame. Uh, Tigers. Texas Kansas State. We're gonna go ahead and take the Wildcats. Kentucky Missouri. Go ahead and give me the Wildcats again. Alabama LSU. Uh, go ahead and give me Bama. Tennessee Georgia. Uh. Steve, you picked it, and I'm gonna go ahead and say it again too. I think Tennessee's uh, it's their year. Okay. Sometimes you just you just catch a catch a genie in a bottle. And uh, Gator scoring why? I'm gonna go ahead and say right now it's all that lies on what the defense if they can sustain and get off the field. I think we'll do great because um, I'm not worried about the offense. They can get going. They just need the defense to at least sustain and get off the field. So I'll say. 28-27, Gators win it for the last-second touchdown. Thank you, Steve. Okay. Thank you, Rob. Jake, welcome to the show. Hey, Steve. Um, really exciting weekend here. I'm really looking forward to this uh, Georgia-Tennessee game and the uh, Alabama-LSU game a whole bunch. I think uh, I'm probably contrarian to everyone else out there so hyped up about Tennessee because they are real good, but I think Georgia's going to win. I got a good feeling that Georgia's going to pull it off at home. Well, you know, I got I got to tell go you ahead. something, Jake. CBSSports.com uh, stole my thunder today because I, I, what they talked about in this game is something I was going to bring up today. Kirby Smart is a former defensive back, right? So, oh yeah, we know that. He, so sure. he knows the tricks. He knows well. If I'm him, okay, how do you slow down Tennessee's wide receivers? You mug them. You mug them. You're all over them. And if they, and in college, it's a 15 yard penalty. It isn't like it is in the pros where it's a spot foul. So you, you do whatever you can do to get away with to bump them off their route. Cause if you don't, I mean, Georgia's defense is good. But I don't know that anybody can really stop what Heupel does. So I'm interested yeah. to see what Kirby does in terms of how his defensive backs cover their receivers. So you're saying tackle them if they're ahead of you going towards the goal line. Exactly. Right? I mean, yeah, exactly. it's a 15-yard penalty. Right, instead of a touchdown. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I, I feel good. To, you know, I think Georgia's defense is a little underrated. I think they're real, real good. I also think Alabama, of course, I'll do it on my picks, but I think Alabama is going to beat LSU even at home. I think they're going to win. But uh, I don't feel so good for us. Um, that Jimbo Fisher, he's about my least favorite coach in the SEC. Why is that? 
since he's been coaching, really. But I'll tell you what, he's got our number. I don't think we've ever beat him, Steve. I don't think we ever beat him at Florida State, and I don't think we've ever beaten him. Uh, well, we've only played him twice, I think, at A&M. But did we ever beat him at uh, Florida State? I don't know. Top of my head. Well, I could... know that doesn't have anything to do with the, tomorrow's game, but I just, I don't know, for some reason he seems to have our number. Uh, I'm just not that confident in us, and I think it's a real short uh, spread, maybe three and a half or something. But if it came down to a field goal, unless it was real close, I, I don't like our chances. So anyway, but I'll go ahead and do my picks if that's okay. All right, uh, we'll start Alabama, LSU. I'm going to take Alabama. Tennessee, Georgia. Yeah, you heard me, Georgia. Yep. Kentucky, Missouri. Uh, Kentucky. Texas, K-State. Uh, probably, again, might be a contrarian, but I'm going to say K-State. FSU, Miami. FSU. Clemson, Notre Dame. Clemson. South Carolina, Vandy. South Carolina. Gator scoring why? Texas A&M, 31-28. Just what I'm saying. We seem to be constantly have a real hard time with them. The, uh, I guess it's the 12th man, whatever they call it there. It's a tough place to play. I think we need a flawless game to beat them. As, as bad as they played, they played pretty good against Alabama. It should have beat Bama, really. I'm going to say Texas A&M 31-28. Okay. Jake, thank you for your call. 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. The game that I'm looking forward to seeing as much as Tennessee-Georgia is Alabama-LSU. And I'll tell you why. I think, you know, most games of this magnitude have really cool storylines. What happens if, okay? I think Alabama is as flawed a team as Saban's had in the last few years. They commit a lot of penalties. Sometimes the penalties are stupid penalties. They're, they're not as good on defense as I think they thought they were going to be. And I'll give Coach Kelly credit. Uh, by the way, they just got a quarterback uh, that reclassified to 2024 that Florida was after. His name was Colin Hurley. And, uh, again, you know where he's from? Jacksonville, Florida. Now, Florida was not the only team after him. Uh, Georgia was. Uh, I think Miami was. But – I think Coach Kelly can coach. He may, he may be sort of a dour dude, you know, but he can coach. And I think the key to this game is going to be the quarterbacks. They're both really good. Which team can sort of at least halfway stop the other? And LSU is kind of hitting its stride. And this is a make-or-break if there's any pressure here, it is totally on Alabama. LSU's not supposed to be here. If LSU wins this game in Death Valley, they would probably control their destiny to get to the championship game. Think of that. 
right? We will see. 114, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Brett Unger. The Gators volleyball team is preparing for a home matchup against the Missouri Tigers today. The Gators will be looking to extend their winning streak to four in the matchup. You can catch that game right here at 6.45 p.m. In other Gators news, the men's tennis team is getting ready to host the Gator Fall Invite this weekend, which starts tomorrow. The showcase will involve seven different UF tennis players, while six other schools will be making the visit to Gainesville to compete. The UF football team is back in action tomorrow afternoon in a road game against Texas A&M. The Gators will be looking to improve their record to above 500 with the win. You will be able to catch that game right here at 8 a.m. tomorrow morning. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Brett Unger. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Southeast Car Agency 310 Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville is the place to go when you're looking for the best in late model, low mileage vehicles. I've been a customer of theirs for a long time for good reason. Trust, business longevity, the terrific vehicles that are there the selection of vehicles, and the sales staff, which never tries to hard sell you. Instead, they work with you to make sure you get the vehicle that you want. Go see them in person. Test drive the vehicles. You can walk down the lot and check them out for yourself. You can go online, secars.com, and you'll see the great selection of vehicles that are there right now. And they do their very best to make sure you get the best selection possible. If you're looking for a new vehicle, they don't have any. They just have the best and late model low mileage vehicles. When you go see them in person, make sure and tell them Sports Scene sent you to the good people at Southeast Car Agency. There's so much to love about our community. The small town values, the familiar faces, and somewhere near the top of the list, high school football. That's why Radiant Credit Union is here to celebrate all this community has to offer, both on and off the field. While others may come and go, Radiant Credit Union is here for you, here for the community, and here for good. Proudly serving our members for over 65 years, stop by any of our nearby locations or visit RadiantCU.org, federally insured by NCUA. Get the facts and take action before a bad contractor takes advantage of you. Hurricane and storm recovery can be emotionally and financially challenging without having to worry about being scammed by contractors. Find out how to protect yourself from fraud and scams by reviewing AARP Florida's important disaster recovery advice. From vetting contractors to understanding assignment of benefits, we've got you covered. Visit aarp.org slash fldisasterhelp. There's always excitement about lighting the first fire of the season. It brings family together, provides comfort, warmth, and a gathering atmosphere. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center in Gainesville on Main Street is the area's premier dealer of wood, gas, and electric fireplaces, indoor or outdoor, in wall or standalone, plus decorative screens, tool sets, and more. Visit our showroom today and capture the warmth of the season. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center since 1975. Visit online at woodstoveflorida.com. 
As you may have heard, Meldon Law is the official law firm partner of the Florida Gators. And while it's great to be a Florida Gator, the most fulfilling aspect of partnering with the Gators is the ability to give back to our community. Please visit MeldonLaw.com to discover our community programs. These include the Meldon Law Scholar Athlete of the Year Award, Law Talk Live Radio Show, and the Veterans Making a Difference Program. At Meldon Law, we won't back down. Meldon Law Injury Lawyers Offices Gainesville Lake City and Ocala. He's got the 1966 Heisman Trophy, the 1996 National Championship Trophy, and seven SEC trophies. Steve Spurrier was the head ball coach. Now you can call him the head beer coach. And he's sharing his newest trophy, a can of lager. His head beer coach 1966 lager is available in 16-ounce cans at Spurrier's Gridiron Grill and all Gator football games. 1966 is refreshing in all kinds of weather and tasty enough to please any beer drinker. Head beer coach 1966 lager, a legend in a can. Please drink responsibly. Aquito America's new location is now open and we want to celebrate the grand opening with you. Come help us in the Gainesville Chamber of Commerce. Cut the ribbon to Okito's second location next to the Flip Factory at 7420 West Newberry Ave on Thursday, November 10th from 5 to 7 p.m. Join us for food, music, giveaways, and tours as we showcase the new Okito America where you'll find the same great martial arts and dance classes and the same great after-school programs. Okito America, now with two locations to better serve Gainesville. RSVP today on our Facebook page. The future is now. Falls out. Gators say they have it. Oh, and it is Florida football. The Gators hit the road to face the Texas A&M Aggies. To the five. Chop, chop, chop. Touchdown, Gators. Kickoff is set for noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, with pregame coverage starting at 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 Central, right here on your home for Florida Gators football. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 a.m. WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gators head men's basketball coach Todd Golden, and you're listening to Gainesville Sports Radio Home for the Orange and Blue. You are locked in to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 a.m. WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 a.m. WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Sean Kelly has the call with Shaner tomorrow. Nooner, Texas A&M. Uh, let's get some calls, 392-8255. We hope to have the voice of Texas A&M on with us here, Andrew Monaco, uh, in about 10 minutes. Uh, let's see here. Got some picks here from uh, Paul. He says, the calendar says November. feels like June. kind of does. He's got Georgia, Alabama, Missouri, K-State, Notre Dame, South Carolina, FSU, Florida, 28-10. to 10. A&M's in a free fall. Gators have issues as well, but he says this team doesn't quit. Mike says A&M's showing you can have a highly ranked recruiting class, but if the offense is in a bad system, it's not going to work. Uh, right now, Napier's offense is, in my opinion, a bad system. To purposely slow down the time between plays takes all the rhythm out of the offense, allows the defense to rest and make substitutions. I think he was what he means. Napier only speeds it up after the Gators are down by two or three touchdowns. Scared money don't make money, and scared play calling doesn't make championships. Um, well, the offense for a and I, I would question two things here. I don't know that it's a bad system. 
they, they've run through quarterbacks like water. They were pretty good. He threw four touchdown passes last week. So, and that's a freshman. So, I don't know that that's well, – we'll see what happens on Saturday, though. Uh, Roger says, the Demon Deeks preach it to the pack. Uh, Finns escape. Which, I'm sorry, FSU escapes. Look, it's covered. Uh, pound puppies over hillbillies. Elephants trample the tigers. No pot of gold for Clemson. Beamer ball beats the commodes. K-State gets hooked. Mizzou gets scratched by the Mildcats. He'd love to pick the Gators, but a bad feeling. This is one of those games. Things just don't come out right. Hope he's wrong. Uh, A&M 28 and Florida 23. Stephen says, according to 24-7, there's 37 five-stars for the 2023 football class. Gators are getting none, and eight or nine are from the state of Florida. What's the problem? Stephen, I've said this a lot, pretty consistently, and I will say it again. It's sometimes difficult to get, and look, Kirby Smart did it, right? Georgia was not getting five-star kids. He turned it around. But I don't care if they're from the state of Florida. I get the fact, though, you should try to get your kids from your own state. But kids don't, not all, don't look at what if. Come come here, you're, you'll build this. Five stars want to go to a program that's established. They want to go to a program where they're going to compete for a championship. And they want to go to a program where they think they're going to get noticed and drafted. That's what's hard about that. you got to break the door down. Florida's got to get somebody of that ilk to show other five-star recruits, hey, Florida's in this mix with the Alabamas and the Georgias and you know those kinds of schools. I think that's the big thing, Stephen. Gator man, hello. What's going on, Steve? I'm doing pretty good. Getting ready to go to the high school football game tonight. He's much quarterback. Has 201 touchdowns. So he's looking to add to that record. But uh, sorry to Gator fans. I'll tell you this. I got the top 10 reasons. It's not as bad as the Gator fans think. Number 10, Nick Saban went 7-6 his first year. Am I right? Number 9, I think I think Nick Saban lost to Louisiana Monroe in his first year. Number 8, Nick McElwain started off, I think, 9 or 10 wins. Went downhill. Uh, number seven, Mullins started out with 10 wins. They went downhill. Muschamp had 11 win season. And number five, maybe a cleaning house for a reason. They got bad treatment and they got some track, cracks in. They got to get rid of some bad players that don't want to be there. Number four, I think recruiting will get better under Napier. Number three, Jimbo Fisher has about 25 stars. Where's he at right now? Number two, Napier has a plan and a vision. Let it play out. And number one, UF has too much going for it, for it to be down too much longer, Steve. And on to my pick. Uh, give me a Bama 39, LSU 21. Give me Tennessee 34, Georgia 38. The upset of the week, give me Notre Dame 28, Clemson 26. And give me the Gators 28 and give me Texas A&M 26. I think they get it done. And one final question, Steve, are you surprised by what Damian Pierce is doing? No. No. 
I, I, when he was drafted in the fourth round, I said he could be the steal of the entire draft based on where he was drafted and what I thought his production would be with a team that's not very good and needs to run the ball. He's been given the rock, and he's, last night he was great. So, no, not surprised at all. Well, the bottom line, he's got a little mild on his on his wheels. That's he right. So he's get, they just get some around him. I think that Houston Tech is on the right track. All right. Thank you, Gator Man. Appreciate your call. Yep. Chris, i got to make this quick. I have my next guest coming on. How are you? Uh, hey, Steve. I, I just uh, I want to kind of second Mike's email there. I don't know why we have this um, dichotomy between you can be a great recruiter or be a great play caller. And I think an easy thought experiment here is take the players we have now and put a great play caller in there, let's say Josh Heupel or Lane Kiffin, and would we be scoring more? Would we be more efficient? And there's no way to quantify how much of this playbook is limited due to Anthony's accuracy issues. We just won't know that. But I think Billy has to take a long, hard look in the offseason and start running some more creative things on offense. Thanks, All right. Steve. Thank you, Chris. 127, time check brought to you by Hayes Jillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. It's happening with the Gator Nation. Hear it here first. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Well, I'm an orthopedic surgeon, board certified. Meet Dr. John Herzog, who's certainly done his share of knee and hip replacements. But these days, he's encouraging his patients to look at regenerative medicine options, now available at QC Kinetics. I'm kind of the anti-surgeon right now, and a lot of my buddies, if they hear me talking, they're going to give me a call. <laughs> Dr. Herzog says advances in regenerative medicine can give your achy joints lasting relief using highly concentrated healing agents from your own body to repair and restore damaged tissue. We take the fluid out of you. We concentrate it and put it in an area where they couldn't normally get to and facilitate healing. Are you suffering from constant pain due to arthritis or injury? Maybe it's time to look at alternatives to drugs and surgery at QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in these exciting treatments. What could be more natural than using your own body to heal yourself? Call QC Kinetics now for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. 352 400 50. Hey, Steve Russell here. I want to tell you about the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. This facility houses at-risk young boys from troubled homes and is sustained by donated cars, trucks, boats, RVs, or any vehicle. Donations are tax-deductible and go a long way towards helping these boys learn real-life skills by repairing the vehicles and reselling them. The Road Heaver Boys Ranch has been helping boys for over 70 years. They need your help. So please consider donating your unused or unwanted vehicle. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org and learn more. We know that we can depend on Gator Nation to step up when you're needed. The Roadheaver Boys Ranch has been helping at-risk young boys from troubled homes for over 70 years, and they need your help now more than ever. So please consider donating your car, truck, boat, RV, or any vehicle to help these boys. They learn real-life skills by repairing them and reselling them to sustain the facility. Donations are tax-deductible. Cash donations accepted also. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org to learn more. Thanks again. There's a feeling of pride and excellence that comes with living in Gator Country. Just ask Chuck Bush at Chuck Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission. A safe running vehicle needs regular upkeep, so Bush Auto Repair specializes in same day maintenance. And when she's not running, an ASE tech and computer diagnostic will identify the problem and fix it right the first time. 
Straight talk and excellent service you'd expect in the swamp. Read their reviews. Keeping cars on the road since 1954. Call Chuck Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission. Order your Thanksgiving dinner from Miapa before it's too late. Thanksgiving is a day to spend with family and friends. Don't spend it in a kitchen cooking. Let Miapa do it for you. We've got your entire Thanksgiving dinner covered. From the roasted turkey to your favorite Miapa sides, rice and beans, Cuban bread, and of course, sweet plantains. All starting at $99. And don't forget dessert. Our Trace Leches pumpkin spice pie is the sweetest end to a delicious meal. Don't let cooking get in the way of a great meal. Get your Thanksgiving dinner at MiapaLatinCafe.com today. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Skies mostly sunny for our Friday afternoon with high temperatures comfortably warm. In the upper 70s and lower 80s, our breeze from yesterday should return this afternoon as well. Then tonight into tomorrow, turning partly cloudy, humidity nudging upward. Saturday and Sunday, a mixture of sun and clouds each day. Highs a little warmer than today. They'll get into the mid-80s. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. And now, the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. <laughs> I was looking at the uh, MVP odds, watching Luca last night go off for 41, a triple-double against the Nets. He is the favorite to win the MVP. Uh, I would go Luca and Giannis, but, you know, it's the timing of the story. John Morant is, like, this is close right now. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes, and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. From Pylon to Pylon. Ah! Things football. 63 yard touchdown, and the ball game is tied. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Gators and Aggies tomorrow. Our live coverage begins at 8 a.m. Yeah, breakfast with the Gators tomorrow. The play-by-play voice of Texas A&M is now going to join us, Andrew Monaco. Andrew, good to have you. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Great to talk with you. Yep, good to talk to you again. You know what? I'm not going to ask you about Jimbo Fisher or firing or contract I want to talk a little football because the the side of the ball that people don't talk about, Andrew, is defense. I thought the start of the year, A&M was going to be pretty good on defense. Where are they defensively now? Uh, You know, I know it's a three and five season, but without this defense, they're not even three and five. I I think it's been outstanding, starting with the shutout at the beginning of the season. I think the one thing that really jumps out at you for this defense is their red zone defense. They've only allowed 19 scores and 29 opportunities. That's two and three opportunities, but just 14 touchdowns. And, you know, even in that South Carolina game a couple of weeks ago, they had an interception return to the four and a fumble recovery to the 19. 
and yet South Carolina only got 10 points out of that. The ball that was returned to the five, uh, three plays, no yards, South Carolina had to kick the field goal. They did get the touchdown after the fumble recovery, but they really bow up when it, when it gets to that. And uh, it's, 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 a, it's a Mike Elko defense that becomes now a D.J. Durkin defense, and D.J. coached there at Florida as well as Ole Miss and, and other places. Uh, and really the – it is stout in that it's a lot of players on the defensive line. We're really worried. How do you replace Michael Clemens, who's on the Jets, and DeMarvin Leao, who's on the Steelers, and the experience? And really, some some young guys have come back, and it's good to get McKinley back, uh, McKinley Jackson back at, at defensive tackle. He's got the most experience on that defensive line. But uh, yeah, the de- the defense has been good, and, and you're right when you talk about Jimbo Fisher. You don't always talk about the defense that that he's had. But since he's come here to Texas A&M, to bring in Mike Elko for the first four years, and now D.J. Durkin has, has really paid off. And I'll tell you what, a rising star in college football, and, and I don't want to get too much in the weeds, Elijah Robinson has been one of the defensive line coaches, and Terry Price, who played here. Big reason, I think, for the success of the D-linemen, not just here, but by sending guys on to the next level, like Bobby Brown and Justin Matabike, who's now with the Ravens, and and Kingsley Kiki, I, I think it's really been one of the, the the good young coaches in college football and Elijah Robinson. You know, a lot's been made here, Andrew, of, you know, finishing the season strong, you know, getting to a bowl game, getting the extra practices. Well, last year, A&M qualified for the Gator Bowl, didn't play in it. What's your sense about where the team is in terms of trying to finish the season strongly? Yeah, that's what they want. You know, Jimbo has said this a couple of times after walkthroughs on Fridays, and he said after the loss to App State and before Miami came in, he said, you have a chance to change the narrative. He goes, you have the opportunity now. You're going to play, the, at the time, the number 13 team in the country. They're coming into Kyle Field. You can change the narrative, and it's exactly what they did. You know, they've been three different last plays, but it's really come down to one possession. To be on the two at Alabama, to have the ball. I know it's a Hail Mary at South Carolina. And then the ball for a final drive against Ole Miss for everything that has happened this year. The team that's on its third quarterback uh, and, and all the and, and, and the injuries that have gone on. They have really been caught up by the lack of ex- their lack of experience versus teams that, that are experienced. And, and leaving those plays on the field really, I think, has been the storyline. They, they will not get off the field on third down. They can't continue a drive on third, and they kind of stall on the opposition's 40-yard line. Those are the things that I think they need to change. But when you talk with all of all, all the players each week, they feel that they are so close. To use the old cliche in sports, right, it's a fine line between winning and losing. They have not, they, they've not yet found in this stretch how to get over that line. They, they found ways against Arkansas. They found ways against Miami. That's what they need to find once again. And, and as you know, I don't care if it's the SEC West or the SEC East. It's the SEC in general. You have to make those plays because those are the differences between walking out with a win and, and suffering another loss. Andrew Monaco, our guest, play-by-play voice of Texas A&M. Gators getting set to play the Aggies tomorrow. L- let me ask you from a fan perspective here. We all know how young this team is and how well, at least on paper, Jimbo Fisher recruited. Is it a fair criticism to say, Andrew, that they shouldn't be this young? That if they recruited this well, you know, over the years, then they should be better than this. Is that a fair criticism? 
Yeah, I think part of it is, yes. But, but what, what, let's take into account that probably Jalen Weidemeyer should not have left at tight end, nor should – you know what I mean when I say when they – he goes to the pros, likely would have been a senior tight end. But, again, his decision welcomed the decision here. Baylor Cup transfers to Texas Tech. He would have been – despite the injuries, it would have been his third year, but he would have been a freshman for Texas A&M. Caleb Chapman is a wide receiver who transfers out of here. So, yes, is it fair? Um, yeah, you, you could say that. Are you looking at all the freshmen that he brought in who are playing this? If you're talking young, I, I, I see what you're saying. But there are some guys who leave early. I, I think what's changing now, what fans need to understand a little bit, is it's no longer not, not – all these players come in now, it's not so much – four years at their school. Correct. Some of these five stars are saying, hey, you know what? We're staying for three, and then we're going to the NFL. That's a little bit of an, uh, of an adjustment, I think, on the recruiting side. But we're forgetting with this transfer portal as well, not just bringing players in, but, but players who are able to leave some of the positions where they were extremely young would have been filled by, by players that either went to the league early or, or have, have transferred. But I see where I, I see where it's going. Okay, you've had five recruiting classes. Why are you so young in in year five? I I totally get that. What will be interesting is the Arkansas's, the Tennessees, uh, some of the other schools when their fifth and sixth year guys leave. How are they going to replace? Are they then now young? I, I think I think you have to structure your recruiting in a different way than you've done in the past. You know, you've been able to layer it a little bit. You know, do you go after 25 of the best athletes or is it by position? But you try to have the same number of seniors, juniors, sophomores, freshmen. I'm not so sure you can do that just on recruiting high school players. I think that's where you have to use the transfer portal. And that's where you have to be careful uh, when guys do leave for other opportunities because they can transfer as well. Last thing for you, Andrew, you, you obviously see this team uh, Florida comes in, you know, both teams, you know, needing a win from the A&M perspective. What do they have to do in this game to beat Florida? Run, run consistently. They've had two great halves of running the football in the last two weeks, but the adjustments that have been made, they have not been able to get Devon A. Chain running in the second. And you know what? Play from ahead. They, they've been behind in these games. They've got to play from ahead. And I like. They, they debuted a little bit of tempo on that offense. I think Devon A-Chain is one of the more exciting players in college football because he can rush. He's a terrific receiver. You have him on kick return. I don't, I don't know if anyone's ever going to kick to him again, but you know he is back there as that threat. You know where number six is at all the, to- all the time. I think, any t- I think any Jimbo Fisher team, and I don't care where he's been, Florida State before that with Nick at LSU or whether he was at, at Auburn, I think you have to run the ball in the SEC and to have Devon H.A. He's gone over 100 yards, and he did it in the first half yesterday. Can they run consistently, keep the balance, and a little more tempo? And if this team can play from ahead uh, and not come down to the final possession, I think that would do wonders for the Aggies. Okay, great stuff, Andrew. Appreciate your time, and uh, thank you for doing this. And we'll see what happens tomorrow on College Station. Looking forward to it. Thanks so much for having me. You got it, Andrew. Thank you. Good guy. Play-by-play voice of the Aggies, Andrew Monaco, joining us here on Sports Scene. All right, we will have one more uh, segment. We'll take your calls, questions, comments. 
392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. And uh, don't forget, tomorrow our live coverage uh, begins with the first and ten pregame show, 8 a.m. And uh, look forward to that. And, of course, right after the game, about 45 minutes after, 50 minutes after, we'll have the Extra Point postgame show. Your chance to call in and talk uh, about the results of tomorrow's game. Both teams, if, if nothing else, for their psyches and for their fan bases, need a win. And, as we all know, much harder to do when you're on the road. Uh, Box and Jim, hello. Hey, Steve, can I get my picks first? Sure. Uh, Tennessee, Georgia. Uh, since it's in Athens, I'm going to go for Georgia. Bama, LSU. Bama. Kentucky, Missouri. The... Uh, that's in Missouri? Yep. Uh, I'm going to pick Missouri. All right. FSU, Miami. FSU. Clemson, Notre Dame. Clemson. Texas, Kansas State. K-State. South Carolina, Vanderbilt. South Carolina. And Gator scoring why? Well, uh, Texas A&M about 31, Florida 17, because Texas A&M needs and will want this win more than Florida, and because it's in College Station instead of Gainesville. And uh, Florida has very poor pass defense, and Texas A&M, uh, they were moving on Ole Miss last week pretty good, and it ended up being a three, what, three or four points difference in the game. So Texas A&M will, will win it tomorrow. They'll be up. They don't want to lose another, uh, you know, what, five in a row or whatever they lost so far or something. Other. So Florida will find a way to lose. Now, Steve, when you have your postgame show, I sure hope I can call in and say, hey, I was wrong, and I'm glad my Gator team won, but that's the way I see it. All right, Jim. Thank you. 144, time check brought to you by Hayes Julie. Final segment coming up, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Alex Wynn. The Gators football team goes on the road to take on the Texas A&M Aggies at Kyle Field on Saturday. Both teams look to bounce back after losing last week. Tune into our coverage starting at 8 a.m. Tonight, the 12th-ranked Gators volleyball squad hosts the Missouri Tigers in Exag Tag Arena. The Gators look to keep their three-game win streak alive. Coverage for the match begins at 6.45. In tonight's local high school football, Gainesville hosts Eastside at 7, Buholes goes on the road to face Bulls at 7.30, and Newberry heads to South Sumter at 7.30. And tonight, the Gators softball squad travels to Orlando to face the UCF Knights in a fall exhibition game. First pitch is set for six. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Alex Wynn. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. The cooler weather couldn't have come at a better time because now's the time for the Polaris of Gainesville inventory clearance sale where you can save hundreds, even thousands on tracker boats and Polaris off-road vehicles. Enjoy the great outdoors with family and friends in the cool fall air. It's hunting season. So save on the off-road vehicle you need. And for bass fishermen, the fall spawn is happening right now. And those bass just love being hooked by tracker brand boaters. At Polaris of Gainesville, the 2023s are here and the 2022s must go now. 
Take advantage of interest rates as low as 4.99% and rebates up to $6,000. Enjoy free extended factory warranties on select Polaris models and payments under $99 per month on youth models. Now's the time. Polaris of Gainesville is the place for the end-of-season inventory clearance sale. U.S. 441 between Gainesville and Alachua. Online at PolarisofGainesville.com. Rebates and incentives on specific models. See Polaris of Gainesville for details. Interest and rates determined by lender with approved credit. This report is sponsored by the We Can Do This COVID-19 Public Education Campaign. Now that fall is here, people will be spending more time indoors, yet many Americans are not up to date on their protection from COVID-19. Here's Dr. Kenneth Alexander, Chief of Infectious Diseases at Nemours Children's Health, Florida. The updated COVID vaccines provide protection against the Omicron variants and are available to people six years of age and older. These vaccines are important because they don't only protect the person who's vaccinated, but protect vulnerable people in our community. Unvaccinated people are at a higher risk from currently circulating variants. They have a higher chance of getting severely ill and even dying. Because COVID and long COVID are so unpredictable, anyone who gets COVID, no matter their age or health status, can have serious long-lasting health effects, even if they've had a very mild case. Long-term impact of the vaccine is highly unlikely. For questions about COVID vaccines, talk to your healthcare professional and visit vaccines.gov. As a small business owner, you've got ings to do. That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every ing your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other ings, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store, every ing for small business, all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS store locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours may vary. See center for details. Fall means more than football. It's also a great time to get your trees ready for winter. Daughtry Tree Service, the tree service people, is standing by to help you with all your removal, trimming, pruning, and more projects. Free estimates at Daughtry Tree Service. There is no tree too tall. We do them all. Sunday. Let's go! Tom Brady and the Bucks will look to end their three-game losing skid when they host Matthew Stafford and the reigning Super Bowl champion Rams at Ray J. Evans basic hands, touchdown Tampa Bay! What a great throw by Brady! Pre-game at three, kickoff at 425. Fire the kid! Right here on the Buccaneers Radio Network. How about them Buccaneers? We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. We're proud to be your home for Gators basketball. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gator head football coach Billy Napier, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. All right, let's get our final set of calls and such here. David, you're up first. Hi. Hey, Steve. How you doing? Good. Good. I want to do some picks, but let me just make a comment. I think I'm right on this. I think the best uh, statistical quarterback against the number one team in the country and the number three team in the country is a guy by the name of Anthony Richardson. So we've been pretty tough on him, but uh, he had really good, pretty good games against both of those incredible quality team. So that's given me some hope in, a, in, a, in, in this weekend's thing. Uh, any thoughts there? Uh, yeah. I mean, if I, I said this, I guess, Monday or Tuesday. He threw for 271 
against Georgia. Yeah. So, so now, a lot of that is chunk, you know. No, no, no. Yeah, we, we get all of that kind of stuff. But still, he had good games. Well, he completed less than 50% of his passes. So, yeah. you, you know. <laughs> well, I, but a quarterback, I think if you look at the rest of the court, I don't know this, but, yeah, the, yeah. The, but the percentage is probably better. But I don't think Richardson's ever going to be a particularly high percentage thrower. Yeah, yep. Well, you you and Shane are probably right about that. His history doesn't tell us that, but you never know when it's going to completely come on. That's right. You don't know. Bit of his distinction. Anyway, let me do some picks. All right. Uh, South Carolina Vanderbilt. South Carolina. FSU Miami. Um, I think Miami's going to bounce back. Clemson Notre Dame. Clemson. Texas Kansas State. Texas. Kentucky, Missouri. Kentucky. Bama, LSU. Bama. Tennessee, Georgia. Tennessee. Gator score and why? I think it's going to be, Vegas knows their points. I think it's going to be uh, 35 to uh, 30, uh, 31. Florida Gator. All right, David, thank you. Mike says uh, 20, uh, 34 17 AM. Mullen left the team broken just like Urban did. Total package. Hello. Hey, Steve. Um, kind of talk a little random NFL, which I don't really watch a lot, but I do pay attention to the box scores and the quarterbacks in particular. The young quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts. Is he going to be the MVP, you think? He's in the hunt. No he's question, he's in the hunt. That he's, he's just been, I haven't seen his games, but what he's doing, and I think he's a great kid, so it's, it's really exciting to see that happening. Well, it's amazing to me. And again, for those people who, you know, think Anthony Richardson could not be a good pro, he may not be a good pro, but, you know, there were questions about Tua coming out of college, Jalen Hurts. Coming out of college, you know, how good a thrower were they? Uh, this year, they're doing pretty well. So yeah. sometimes um, it takes time. And also, when you have good receivers and time to throw, that helps too. And switching over to, believe it or not, high school football. I know Buhal's got the one loss to Bartram, who was a really good team. I don't know anything about uh, Jacksonville Wilson, if they're a good team or, or if Buhal's his favorite to win, do you know? They play bowls. Bowls. Yeah, I have no idea. No idea. Okay, and uh, let's do the pick. All right, Clemson, Notre Dame. I don't think Clemson's that good. I haven't been impressed with them, Notre Dame. FSU, Miami. Got to do these quicker, TP. We got a lot of calls to take in here. Uh, South Carolina, Vanderbilt. South Carolina. Alabama, uh, LSU. LSU. Kentucky, Missouri. Missouri. Texas, Kansas State. Kansas State. Tennessee, Georgia. The sexy pick is Tennessee. I'm going with UGA at home. Okay. Gator scoring what? I think it's going to be a close game, low scoring. I'm going to go with 21-17 A&M. Okay. Thank you, TP. Appreciate it. Andrew, hello. Yes, Steve. This is, if I'm not mistaken, will be the first game with a newly well, at least partially new, newly configured defense. So 
there's a question mark there. Therefore, I'm going to pick the Gators to come up with an overtime victory, 21 to 20. All right. Uh, can I do the other picks? Yep. We got to do them quick. Kentucky, Missouri. Mm-hmm. Uh, Missouri. Clemson, Notre Dame. Clemson. FSU, Miami. Pass. Uh, South Carolina, uh, uh, Vanderbilt. Uh, going to go South Carolina. Alabama, LSU. Alabama. Tennessee, Georgia. Georgia at home. Texas, Kansas State. Uh, Texas. And you already gave me the Gator score. Yeah, have a good one. Okay, Andrew, thank you. Uh, We will end with some emails here. Uh, Todd has Florida 27-13, and he picks Georgia, Bama, Kentucky, Clemson, K-State, FSU, and South Carolina. Uh, William says, thinks the defense will be just what the doctor ordered for the A&M offense. He wants to pose a question. How many people are over this season at this point? What I mean is, win, lose, or draw tomorrow, it really changes nothing. Billy's job is to turn over the roster and get better players here. You want to win every game, but say this win happens to be our seventh instead of sixth, it doesn't matter, not where you need to be at Florida. Well, it does matter, right? It matters to the players, and it should matter to the fan base. Look, if I'm a Jets fan, to use your logic here, William, you're rebuilding. Would I rather be six and six in a rebuilding year, or you know, two and ten? I know what I would rather be. He says used to be part of the crowd that the bowl practices are important, but honestly. Unless we make a concentrated effort to play young guys, very little carryover to the next year. I'm at the point of accepting we're a terrible football team this year. I don't think it's a terrible football team. I think a 4-4 four and four team is not terrible. Uh, and that's what it is, and not let it ruin my weekend. Bad way to look at it, but that's what this team has given us in SEC play the last two years. Uh, Gator, Gator alum Al, I was watching a game on TV last night. Mentioned top college quarterbacks coming out. Guess it was in there, top six, Anthony Richardson. Well, again, that's because of, of what he's projected to do uh, in the NFL draft. That's been there since uh, day one. Uh, Daniel says, listening to you on a flight to New York City, find it fascinating. There's so much discussion on offense. If you were objectively look at the team, top of the problem list would be defense. Uh, sure, there's problems on offense. We can argue over a player, call over another. But the offense has been productive enough. One of the top teams in the country on points per play compared to the defense, which is almost rock bottom in all major categories. Guess people still having a hard time reconciling AR's uneven performance this year. He says the upcoming offseason will be critical for Napier to show he's a process guy and willing to reflect on what he learned from this season and make adjustments for the next. Yeah, I just... Uh, I just think to say this is a terrible football team is a little extreme. Can you say it's not a good football team? Yes, I, I would. I would definitely run with that. Now, because if you say it's a terrible team, then what's Vanderbilt? I mean, what what are some of the other? I mean, are you? And now look, I'll say this: Florida's still going to play Vanderbilt. So we, I, I may change my tune in a couple of weeks, but. To say they're a terrible team right now, and I get the win-loss record, 
Did Florida play Tennessee pretty well? I think so. Arguably, as well as anybody's played them. And did anybody think Florida was going to beat Georgia? No. But did Florida at least make a game of it? If you're a terrible team, do you do that? So I think there's, there's more to it than just simply, you know, saying that. But with that said, that's going to do it for Sports Scene for today. Again, I uh, want to thank our guests, the play-by-play voice of Texas A&M, Andrew Monaco, Charlie Cream, the bracketologist for women's college basketball for ESPN, and to Florida women's basketball coach Kelly Ray Finley. Tomorrow, our pregame coverage begins bright and early with the first and ten pregame show at 8 a.m. And, of course, the game at noon. And uh, 45, 50 minutes after the game, your chance to call in and talk about it on the Extra Point postgame show. Always enjoy doing that with you. Thanks to Jose for producing today, and we hope you will enjoy this weekend as the Gator football season begins to wind down, and pretty soon uh, it'll be college basketball on Monday when both Gator teams open their seasons. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. I'm Steve Russell. Thanks for tuning in. See you later. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.